Welcome to Use and Abuse the Music Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Kim. This is episode 43. Today we're going to be talking about our top 10 soundtracks as of April 12, 2019. And that is movie soundtracks. Now I know we talked about doing the book versus the movie for the dirt. Or the movie The Dirt. Upon looking at the stories, we realized that we could be here for four hours easily. And then again, what movie follows a book exactly? So our top 10 movie soundtracks will be episode 43. And these are non-instrumental. And what I mean by instrumental, like using the uh, Star Wars soundtrack as an example. But before we do, let's find out what is... This day in music history. Today is April 12th, 2019. And in 1969, Fifth, Fifth Dimensions Aquarius Let the Sunshine In from the musical Hair hits number one in America, where it stays on top for six weeks. And in the same day after scoring a series of instrumental hits in the early 1960s, including Walk, Don't Run. And Slaughter on 10th Avenue, the Ventures were back on Billboard's Hot 100 for the last time with the theme from the TV show Hawaii Five-0. Blood, Sweat, and Tears, first hit, You Made Me So Very Happy, tops out at number two on the Billboard pop chart. They would have two more second-place finishes with Spinning Wheel and When I Die, but never enjoyed a number one record on the Hot 100. And in 1979, Mickey Thomas, lead singer on Elvin Bishop's 1975 hit Fooled Around and Fell in Love, became the new lead vocal vocalist for Jefferson Starship. Which then, later in the 80s, became just known as Starship. And in 1989, Garth Brooks released his self-titled debut album, which was both a critical and chart success peaking at number 13 on the Billboard 200 and number two on the top country albums. This album contains Brooks' earliest hits, including his first ever single, Much Too Young to Feel This Damn Old, which peaked at number three on the country Billboard charts in 1989, and his first number one, If Tomorrow Never Comes, and the Academy of Country Music 1990 Song of the Year and Video of the Year, The Dance. And in? David Cassidy. Oh, still 1989, my bad. <laughs> David Cassidy's comeback begins with Los Angeles KLOS, to which the former Partridge family singer is listening, wonders what happens to what happened to him. Before long, he is at the studio performing three songs that land him a new record deal. A sidebar real quick on that. So literally what happened, he was at home listening. He's pretty much what it said. He was at home listening to KLOS. The DJs were talking about what happened, you know, kind of like I think VH1 were also like in the 90s, they started doing those what happened or what happened to these artists. And but this radio station was doing that back in 1989. So he went down to the studio and, and ended up performing three songs. And then, like you said, you know, landed him a new rec- recording contract, which is kind of cool, you know, in a way. Also in 1989, the third annual Soul Train Music Awards were held with Anita Baker and Bobby Brown winning. And in 1999, Billy Joel's Greatest Hits Volume 1 and Volume 2 becomes just the fourth album certified by the RIAA as double diamond for sales of over 20 million 
in the U.S. Following following Thriller Eagles, their greatest hits, 1971 through 1975, and The Wall. Right, and Thriller was obviously by Michael Jackson, and The Wall was Pink Floyd. Um, now, something real quick, another sidebar here. Double Diamond is any record that goes over 10 million copies. Then they certify them Diamond. Um, I think, gosh, Garth Brooks has had one a couple weeks ago that we didn't, we didn't talk about, but one of his just went 10 times Diamond. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, also in 1999, Boxcar Willie, Travis Martin, he was a United States Air, he was in the United, he had served in the United States Air Force and senior king of the road, dies of leukemia in 19, or at, at the age of 67 in 1999. And in, oh, also in 1999. Shania Twain became the first female artist in music history to sell at least 10 million units with back-to-back releases. And in 2009, Brian McKnight is the seventh contestant limited, eliminated on season eight of The Celebrity Apprentice. Now, this last week in music news. April 4th, Mick Jagger has successfully undergone what is being described as a minimal invasive heart valve replacement procedure. Cardi B tops 2019 Billboard Awards with 21 nominations. April 5th, The Shed, New York City's new $475 million art center dedicated to commissioning, developing, and presenting original works of art across all disciplines for all audiences, opens to the public today with the world premiere of the soundtrack of America. Former KISS drummer Peter Chris is selling his Greenwich Con home. Connecticut. Greenwich, Connecticut home. Do you not know the abbreviations of our states? If they were two-letter abbreviations, I probably could, but I don't remember three abbreviations. Con, C-O-N-N? Everybody knows that's Connecticut. Sorry. What, what other state do we have that's got C-O-N-N? Well, I don't usually work with three-letter oh abbreviations. That's actually four. <laughs> well, four-letter abbreviations. Still. 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 All right, anyways. <laughs> so Peter Chris sells his Greenwich, Greenwich, Connecticut home for... one point. Eighty-seven million dollars. You do know that when you Whoa. go when you say that you go one point eight seven million, not one point eighty-seven. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get a lot. What? Obviously, we got a lot of training to do here. Yes, we do. <laughs> All right. On, uh, on April sixth, J- John. Oh, what the? What? Oh, okay. So. Is this music news? Yeah. Yes, it is. I think this is actually supposed to be. I'm confused. What the hell's going on? Yeah, I'm the one for going to put this in here. So, um, yeah, I don't even remember what that was about. So we're just going to skip it. Um, yeah, I really don't. Remember. I almost want to think that was a. Huh. I should have wrote down the. The, the actual uh, headline first. That way I'd know what the heck was going on. Instead of uh, not knowing what's going on. All right, anyway, so where are we on? April what? Actually, below that, it was April, April 6th, 6th. So now we're on April 6th. No, we're, we're on April 6th. 6th. Uh, Coachella work 
Edgar dies after fall at the festival site. Now April 7th. My goodness. Aerosmith launches Deuces Are Wild, Las Vegas residency with multi-sensory spectacular. Also on April 7th, Mr. Big bassist Billy Sheenan said the band were considering a proper goodbye run of concerts following the death of drummer Pat Torpe last year. April 8th. Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash said the band was planning to focus on a new album after it completes a brief tour in October of this year. Fleetwood Mac have been forced to postpone the last few dates of their North American tour because Stevie Nicks has come down with the flu. Just side note there, Stevie, get well. Yes. April 9th. Dislodged metal rods. Dislodged metal rods forced Ozzy's tour postponement. Sammy Hagar presents Santo Fino Blanco, his new tequila, made in partnership with TV chef Guy Fieri. Well, I actually have to look for that. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you got Sammy Hagar, who does make, who's made tequila before, now he's teaming with Guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That might be some good stuff. Yeah, it might. Um, also on April 8th. Uh, Apple is the real winner in Spotify's battle against songwriters' rate hike. Prince Engineer ordered to pay estate $4 million over unauthorized release. That's the headline. Here's the story. A Minnesota judge on Monday ordered a recording engineer to pay Prince's estate almost $4 million for releasing an unauthorized EP of songs by the late musician in 2017. George Ian Boxel who worked with Prince from 2004 through 2008, released a Deliverance EP to streaming services in April 2017. In breach of his contract with Paisley Park Enterprises and the artist, the judge ruled on the release. Boxhill claimed co-writing and co-producing credits with Prince. The release of the EP was almost immediately followed by a lawsuit from the artist's estate and was quickly removed from streaming services and retailers after a hearing held in Minnesota. During its brief window of availability, the release reached number one on iTunes pre-order chart and number two on Amazon's album chart. Box Hill's business partners, Rogue Music Alliance, LLC, David Staley and Gabriel Solomon Wilson were also named in the action. An An arbitrator later held that... Oh, wow, you got all hear that? Unfortunately, that's what happens when you live near a military base. You get freaking helicopters that like to fly over, and they have been flying over a lot all of a sudden. Yeah, they have. And I'm got a feeling with the fact that we, what they just announced in here just uh, yesterday that it was they had uh, detained over 92,000 illegals coming over the fence last year. Or, hey. I mean, last month. Yeah. Anyways, enough of political, political crap. Um, an arbitrator later held that Box Hill breached his contract with Prince and awarded the estate three or $3,960,000. The estate is also pursuing claims for the copyright infringement, trademark infringement, and proper use of the late superstar's image and likeness. At the 2017 hearing, Judge Wilhelmina M. Wright of the United States District Court issued a temporary restraining a temporary restraining order blocking Box Hill's efforts to release any of Prince's music. 
Okay, I just lost where I was at. And ordered. Yeah, that don't help me. You can see it. Go for it. And ordered him to deliver all of the recordings acquired through his work with Paisley Park Enterprises and return them to the estate. Troy Carter, entertainment advisor to the estate, said, and and I quote, Prince was an exceptionally talented musician. The estate protects the music Prince created aggressively and is pleased with the award against Mr. Boxhill, end quote. Despite the shady province of the EP, which was released near the first anniversary of the musician, musician's death, the songs on it are surprisingly strong, particularly the title track, a bluesy slow burner with some blazing guitar work. Gospel S backing singers and soaring falsetto vocal from Prince and opera included on its on it is less successful but still intriguing. The four linked segments are dramatically different stylistically, ranging from this from a simple rocker to a gentle ballad, a complex, almost classical segment, and closing slow groove. As is the longer version of the song I Am, the material is strongly reminiscent of Prince's 2016 album 3121, which dates from the same era and many fans feel is among the best of his later albums. April 10th, Earl Thomas Conley, a hit country singer songwriter in the 1980s has died. He was 77 years old. Country star Blake Shelton broke the news of Conley's death on Twitter on Wednesday afternoon, April 10th. According to Shelton, Conley died very early on Wednesday morning. Shelton and Conley, along with Michael Pyle, co-wrote Shelton's 2000 Top 20 hit, All Over Me. My heart is absolutely destroyed today, Shelton says. Earl Earl was my all-time favorite singer, hero, and my friend. Prayers to him and his family. We will all miss you deeply, my brother. Now go rest. All of that quote, was quoted. Quote and in quote. A post to Conley's fan page on Facebook also reports the news, noting that Conley has been in poor health for a few years, end quote. Born on October 17, 1941, in Portsmouth, Ohio, Conley charted more than 30 singles on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart in the 1980s and early 90s. 18 of those songs hit number one. The third most number one songs of the decade among artists of all genres behind Alabama and Ronnie Millsap. However, music was not Conley's first love. It was painting, which he began to do at the age of 10. Conley moved to Dayton, Ohio to live with his sister as a teenager. He was ready to accept an art scholarship to a local college after high school, but enlisted in the Army instead. That's where he discovered his musical talent as part of a Christian-influenced trio and began to write songs. In 1968, Conley began going back and forth to Nashville, eventually moving to Huntsville, Alabama, to be closer to Music City. In 1973, he met producer Dick Hurd, with whom he wrote Mel Street's top 10 song, Smoky Mountain Memories. Conley officially relocated to Nashville after that, earning a number one hit in 1975. Conway Twitty's 
This time I've hurt her more than she loves me. Oh, is that the end of it? That was the end of it. All right, real quick. We're going to do some breaking news while we're at this. This is not really uh, music related, but it's entertainment related. Uh, Amer just 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 tweeted off of our uh, our local news station, KYMA's uh, Twitter. Uh, American Media Incorporated is looking for a buyer for the National Enquirer. So if y'all want to buy the National Enquirer, contact American Media. <laughs> <laughs> just remember, you got to pay all those friggin' uh, idiots that... Uh, Take pictures, whatever they're called, a paparazzi. Yes. <laughs> Wait, wow. Um, and just just real quick, that was a great week in the news. Um, I know we talked about last episode we were gonna shorten it up. We we're gonna pick one for each day. Uh, due to the fact that we decided to go away from the the dirt part of it, we decided to go, we'll just do everything we got. Oh, I picked on that one. My bad. Um, anyway, so um yeah, so we went with whatever was already in there, so that's why it's there. Um, just real quick, I'm going to run back to that story that I kind of skipped just because I can't figure out why it was in there. Um, just because I want to read it for y'all. I mean, it was there. It was on April 6th. Uh, I can't I didn't put down the, the title of it, of it, but I should have. But uh, John Lennon's battle with then-U.S. President Richard Nixon is well known. But I recently, oh, that's why. But a recently discovered telegram revealed that fellow Beatle George Harrison also had an an angry exchange with the shamed leader's administration. Author, our, author Chip Mag, Madinger, probably murdered that name, but whatever, discovered the paperwork while researching the 2015 book Leninology, Strange Days. Indeed. He used a freedom of information request to view Lenin's file held by the Immigration and Naturalization Service after his long fight to be allowed to settle in the U.S. in the early 70s. Manager also requested Harrison's file, and I quote, George came to the States in March of 73 for the Apple Meetings and to work with Ringo Starr's album, end quote, he told Billboard in a new interview. Also, I quote again, he came in from Pakistan and was detained at the airport and then went through some, he said, and she said, <laughs> but eventually was allowed to come to the States, and I believe he was given permission to stay until June 1st, and he was looking for more time, end quote. The INS allowed him to remain until June 30th, but refused further requests to stay beyond that date. Harrison and wife Patty left the U.S. around June 28th, and I quote, and he must have just gotten a B in his bonnet or something about it and wrote this telegram, end quote, Madinger said. The spelling errors in the message suggest that it was dictated. It was addressed to Nixon in the White House and read in reads, and I quote, Sir, how can you bomb Cambodian city citizens and worry about kicking me out of the country for smoking marijuana at the same time. Your repressive emperor warmonger ways stop before two peace. Oh, oh, I get it. Stop before peace. I guess is probably what it's supposed to be. Your your repressive emperor warmonger ways. Telegram thinking about stop. Uh huh. That's where they put a period. Before peace, love. Before two, peace, love. Okay. Oh, before. All right. Anyways, uh, telegrams, I don't understand. We will run, we will run the world. Harry, Harry Krishna. Harry, 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 Harry Krishna. Harry, 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 Harry Krishna. 
George Harrison, end quote. Because at that time, he was following the Hardy Christmas. Hardy Christmas, Harry Christmas. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. The INS file also included a response from Foreign Service Officer James Green, who told Harrison, and I quote, I am informed that in denying your application for an extension of stay in May 1973, the District Director of our service office in Los Angeles advised you of the reasons for this denial, end quote. A note on the file said Harrison had been, and I quote, concerned about being denied a visa extension for marijuana conviction conviction in England, end quote. That's what, okay, so that's why. Okay. Because so what happened was they found that telegram. So, okay, that's why it was on that date. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't, that, that goes up to it. Yeah. Anyway, so, again, it was a great week in music news. Um, we went with everything that was on there, so, because uh, I think it was going to be a little bit of uh, a shorter would have been a shorter a normal episode. But anyways, so let's get into it. All let's get right. into our main topic. What is our main topic today? It is our top 10 music so- music soundtracks, non-instrumental. All right. So this is going to be the top 10. And so this, I'll go, I'll start with my 10. Then you say 10, then you do your nine. And we'll, okay. So you right. go 10, I go 10, and then we'll go then back go, and forth. Then, no, then you go nine. Nine. Then I go nine. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. I understand. I understand. You sure? I sure do. You're positive? <laughs> I do. Okay. All right, my number 10 is Grease 2. The reason why Grease 2, most people are right now going, I didn't know that there was an album of Grease 2. Anyways, it came on HBO back in the early 80s. Um, I actually had at one point recorded all the songs onto a cassette. With one of those old-fashioned recorders to hold it to the speaker. During, I mean, pretty much record the whole movie. Then you go into into your be, into your room where you got your dual cassette, and you cut out all the excess uh, uh, parts of the movie where you know where they're talking and stuff. And you just keep all the songs that you want. That's how I made a soundtrack back then. Anyways, eventually I found it on CD, or yeah, I found it on CD. Um, I pretty much it's pretty much an album I listen to almost front to back. I usually skip the song that, um, and it's got nothing to do with the guy that played Michael. It's just I don't like, I've never really liked that song. Maybe maybe when we do this album one of these days for our, as you know, do the whole album, you know, I'll have to listen to it. Maybe I'll end up liking it or something. I don't know. But it, the only song I really skip on that whole album is a song called Charades. And it's the only one I can think of I actually do skip. The only other one I really don't care for on this on this album is the uh do it for our country because in the movie the guy that does it he does it with uh the the female counterpart and they they do it as a duet and on the she wasn't available for the album so to when they went and record the album so he had to do both parts and it doesn't quite capture what it did in the movie anyways that's my number 10 Okay, my number 10 is Grease, the original Grease soundtrack. I like that one because there are, I do listen to that. There are some songs that I do like. Some of them, you know, there are some of them that just I feel don't belong, but that's just me, and maybe when I listen to it again, I'll learn to like the songs. Well, which ones don't you like? I mean, which ones don't? Well, one of them is um, Freddie, My Love. 
is one of them. And then... Dude, I remember that song. Yeah, Tears on My Pillow are the two that I really don't care too much for, was, but was, I'll listen to. But was to. Tears on My... That was done at the dance, right? Uh, I think so. Well, I'm, 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 I mean, we're looking at the album order right now, and where it falls on the album, it falls right after Born a Hand Type. Yeah. It's almost wonder if it's like at the dance. I think it is. I, I mean, think... and you're coming you're coming right off of off of Born a Hand Type. I mean, one, I mean, I could say, you know, just for me personally, one of the songs, I mean, there's a few of them I don't like on this, and one of them is actually Shandana's version of Hound Dog. I don't care for it. That's because I like Elvis's. Um, I could do without uh, the look at me, I'm Sandra D part. Yeah. Both, both of them, you know, the, the original and also the, redone that Olivia Newton John does but yeah so yeah those are just a couple of the songs that yes there are times I do skip them but otherwise I do have favorites that I do listen to it is one of the soundtracks I do listen to okay and my number nine is Annie and this is yes it is the Broadway play that was turned into a movie in the 80s Tomorrow. And yes, tomorrow, tomorrow is my favorite song off of that album. Dude, side but, no, sidebar. And this is probably why, it, and this is probably where I should have just said, heck, we do one item on the news. But sidebar on this one, okay? It was 1970. Man, I don't even remember what year now, but I was in fourth grade? No. Anyways, I was in grade school between third and fourth. Maybe second, but I'm pretty sure it was third. I don't because I'm trying to remember third. No, we had to be in fourth grade. I remember going to music class until fourth grade. Anyways, we ended up doing this, doing the tomorrow song and, and music, and it was like holy crap, man. So yeah, I mean, and I yeah, I, I didn't even know. I mean, I just knew it was part of a a play called Annie. Didn't even know I didn't. And matter of fact, you know, it wasn't until what. Probably eighty three, eighty four, when the movie somewhere in there where the movie finally came up on HBO. Yeah, it was, and that was the first time I saw the movie. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, that that is my old time. I mean, that has got some really good songs on it, though. I mean, I mean, I know I'm not gonna sit here and say I like them all, but um, that one, you know, it's a hard knock life. I love that's a good song. Tomorrow, but tomorrow's like the ultimate favorite for me. Yes. All right, anything else to add? You're number nine. And this is, and like I said, this is not the newer Annie's that have come out. This is the one that came out in the 80s with Aileen Quinn. Right, and then the soundtrack we have, we also, we do have the actual Broadway soundtrack came out in 77. Yeah. All right, are you done with number nine? I am. All right, my number nine. ACDC Who Made Who. And now most people are going, wait, that's, you just said ACDC. You're right. It is an ACDC album, but it is an ACDC album for the movie Maximum Overdrive, which is a Stephen King movie or, you know, screenplay. And that one there, I can listen to it pretty much front to back. Um, beside, you know, you got the song Who Made Who, uh, You Shook Me All Night Long. Then you got songs like DT and Chase the Ace, which are straight up, and they're instrumental, but they're, they're ACDC instrumentals. They're not like, you know, they're not your orchestral instrumental. They're friggin' 
you know, in your face, you know, easily could, they could have wrote lyrics to him. They could have easily been a song, you know, with lyrics. But, you know, after DT, you got Sink the Pink, Ride On, Hellbells, Shake Your Foundation. Then again, like I said, the Chase of Ace, and then finish it off with those about the rock. We salute, we salute you. I mean, really, honestly, it's, it's a greatest hits. I mean, it could be literally called the greatest hits album of ACDC in 1986, easily, you know, but it's, I mean, because the only new song on there besides DT and Chase the Ace is Who Made Who. And then the rest of them are all, all previous songs off of previous albums. Hmm, so, okay. but yeah, that, that is my number nine. My number eight. Got to go back to a little bit of Richie Valens and the soundtrack with Blue Diamond Phillips and for the movie La Bamba. I love this soundtrack. Love the movie, and of course. In for the song La Bamba, you got Los Lobos doing it. Pretty much all of Richie Valens' songs is the band Los Lobos. Uh, one of the really cool things I thought about it, and he's actually in the movie as well, was um, the guy that played Eddie Cochran's part when he does Summertime Blues is actually Brian Setzer of the um, Stray Cats, and he's also Brian. He's got his own deal. Um, the one and the other kind of cool part was is the song "Who Do You Love" is by Bo Diddley. Actually, it was actually redone by Bo Diddley for this movie. Oh wow! So, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, pretty much every actor that was in the movie, minus Lou Diamond Phillips, provided the lyrics and the songs for the the people they were. You know, like you know, like. Uh, crying, waiting, hoping was done by Marshall Crenshaw, but that's Buddy Holly, you know. And again, like I said, Brian Sester was playing the part of Eddie Cochran, and he actually played, did the song "Summertime Blues" in the movie and also on the soundtrack. And I, it's one of my favorite soundtracks. And it's my number eight. What is your number eight? My number eight is Twilight. <laughs> The reason why is because not only do I like the entire soundtrack of each movies, but I do like the movies too. So I really don't have a favorite song off the soundtrack Twilight. I mean, I don't know what's on it. So all that. Oh, I mean, I I I honestly say I do like Decode by Paramore. Uh huh. Not really sure if we listen to the soundtrack itself. I think the only reason why I remember Decode on there from Paramore is because we had it on that video game rock band okay i think that's the reason why i remember it so much okay but all right your number seven is the soundtrack to the disney movie tarzan and again this is another soundtrack where i really don't have a favorite but if i were to pick a favorite it would be you'll be in my heart i do like that one was done by phil collins yes it was (laughs) that's pretty cool you know, I, I know I remember I remember when the movie came out. I mean, I know I know I saw the movie. Um, obviously, you know, I have young children. So, of course, of course, at that time, I had young children. You know, of course, I've seen the movie. But I couldn't tell you Phil Collins. I mean, you know, the only one I really remember with, like, a specific, specific people being in them or being part of them was Lion King with Elton John and... Um, uh, Oliver and Company with Billy Joel. Oh, wow. And those are the main two I remember from Disney. All right, so that was email. else you want to add to that? Nope. What was that, seven? That is seven for me. Well, number seven, we're going to take a little country ride. 
And this one here is actually kind of like ACDC. It's one of those ones where it's done by a one artist, and that is pure country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, as far as that one goes, I mean, it's done by George Strait. He actually plays in, he's actually in the movie itself. And I, I, I mean, if I had to choose a favorite, you know, it's pretty hard. But I mean, I guess my ultimate favorite off that would be the song Heartland, just because it's not a George Strait song. And just to get a little con context here, when he came out with his uh, Straight Out of the Fox box set, there was a point in there where he talked about the song, about uh, certain songs on the, on the albums or on this in this box set, and he talked about the Heartland song. And he said that when they were doing the movie, he 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 argued with them about it. He argued with the the, the director and and oh, this is this isn't me. This isn't this isn't my 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 style of a country that I do. And they're like George. You're playing Dusty. This is Dusty, not George Strait. So the cool part is, is in the movie, he's got part of most of his ace in the hole band. That's his backing band. And after doing that, it became a crowd favorite. Matter of fact, people in the crowd in the movie are part of George Strait's, George Strait's fan club. So he actually, he's at, it's been in the set list for a long time. And the reason why he put it in his set list and left it in is not only is it because it's a fan favorite, but because it's his band's favorite to play. Oh, wow. Because, you know, it's kind of, you know, I mean, you think most of his songs, it's kind of, it's probably one of his most rocking songs out there. Yes, it is. And it's something different for the ace and the whole band to play. Right. Right. So that was my number seven. You've already done seven, right? Yes, I have. All right. Number six. You know, there's only, only one thing you can do at number six. And really, actually, it should be higher. But you, as we get down to into the top five, you'll understand why this one got bumped to six. <laughs> um, but you know, there's only one thing you can you can do when you're when you're at number six, because man, if you end up with six of them, it would really be bad. But that's why you end up calling the Ghostbusters. That's true. You do. And that's the original 1984 soundtrack. Now, the cool part about this was, is Footloose and Ghostbusters. Were the first two cassettes I ever bought. Oh wow! Myself, on my own, um, I had the cassette. I had just before that was uh, the cassette for. Uh, oh gosh, uh, Elvis's Christmas, Christmas album. But I got that. For, I think I got it for Christmas. So Ghostbusters and Footloose, and I don't remember which one I bought first. I mean, I know I didn't buy them on release date, so I can't even say that. But when it comes down to it, it's like you know. Footloose and Ghostbusters were both of my. I bought those ones around the same time of each other. This one here, I like most of the album. Um, obviously, you know you got Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr., Clean Up the Town by the Bus Boys. That's a good song. Saving the Day, Saving the Days. I have actually learned to like this one as I've gotten older. I didn't listen, like it back in the day. In the Name of Love by the Thompson Twins. Um, I can wait forever by Air Supply. Hot Night by Laura Brannigan. Magic is probably one of the songs that back in the day I would definitely skip. And of course, the instrumental main title theme from Ghostbusters back in the day and Dana's theme I would skip. But then the instrumental version of Ghostbusters. The first time I listened to it, like, holy, there's these, it's longer. I mean, it's like, what, four, 448 versus 408. So there's an extra 40 seconds to the song. And there's part where it breaks down and it gets all these weird sounds in there. If I can find it on YouTube, 
go to the use and abused YouTube page and I will have it there um on my save playlist to check it out if I can find it there. But that's that instrumental of Ghostbusters is actually a really cool song. And that was definitely you know, way before you ever had uh any type of karaoke. Anyways, number six for me is Ghostbusters, original nineteen eighty four, the original movie, the original soundtrack. That's my number six. What's your number six? My number six is actually Disney's The Lion King. The reason why is because I do like the one song that I really like is The Circle of Life. I really do like that one. And it is one that does have a little bit of instrumentals here and there, but I would I do listen to it. Right. But I mean, really when you get down to it, I mean and this is not I mean, it's not even on my list and it probably should be I mean I get pretty sure when my daughter listens to this, she'll be shocked I don't have it on my list. That's part of the reason why it's not on my list, because I got sick of it. But yeah, I mean, Circle Life is a good song. But I mean, honestly, for me, the next three songs in a row are my favorite. I just, I just can't wait to be king with, with Simba, uh, be prepared with Scar, and Hakuna Matata. Oh, yeah. Those those I are mean, good songs. You know, I, I mean, Circle Life is a good song. You know, and just like, you know, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? You know, those are good songs, too. Yes. And then, like you said, you know, and then you've got, you know, and then at the end, you've got Elton John's version, which honestly, I think, honestly, when it comes to the circle of life, I like John, Elton John's version better. And can you feel the love tonight? I like his version versus the movie version. I agree with you. And so, so those are the two versions I like too. Right. So for me, I mean, and then again, this is just, this is your number six. So, yeah. you know, it's got nothing to do with me. But, you know, when it boils down to it, you know, for me, and it's probably why it's not on my list, is because really it comes down to it. You know, there's three songs, and they're one, two, three. I would listen to them. You know, there's two, three, and four. Boom, those are the only ones I, I, would, I would rather listen to. Um, but then again, I got sick of this freaking soundtrack too. Oh yeah, I got sick of the damn movie. Yes, because you thanks, have, Hannah. Yeah, because I just say, yeah, Hannah kind of wore out All the right. movie. Well, here we go. We're down into those. Those are our bottom five. Yep, we're now going to our top five. Top five. Ooh, boy, this ought to be interesting. Hey, Hannah, uh -huh. I'll right. go ahead and start with my five. My Number five for you. Is Anastasia. If you're familiar with the movie, it has quite a lot of very, very good songs on it. One of them that is my favorite is called Once Upon a December. And at the point in the movie is when she is has set out on a journey to find who she is where her family is and she comes across this old castle that she kind of remembers and then that's why I like that once upon a December because it's all of her memories that she can recall cool 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 um let's see my number five <laughs> my number five my number five. You ready for a shocker? Yes, I am. Best little whorehouse in Texas. I knew it was going to be on your list. I just did not know what number. Yeah, I mean that it, it has to be. I you know it's it 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 has to be in my top five. You know, and unfortunately, due to some other albums or soundtracks before it's not completely there but then again there's a few songs actually i think there's only one song really there's only one i really don't care for on this and it's now i'm looking now going really I, 
It really is it's just the Aggie song. And that's what I mean. It's okay to listen to, but it's, you know, it's like all instrumental. And every once in a while, you know, they'll they'll come in with you know, twenty two miles till we get to heaven. Yeah. Now our plans are laid. <laughs> yeah, but that's true. Anyways, the movie stars Dolly Parton and uh, Burt Reynolds. Um, you got Jim Neighbors in it. You know, he does some parts in there. Uh, he does actually the very first one called Twenty Fans. That's pretty much Twenty Fans are turning. They be turning, twenty fans are turning every room. Anyways, I always said I was gonna, I was gonna stop seeing on this on this podcast, and I still haven't stopped. <laughs> Anyways, and you got Dolly's a little bit, a, a little old bitty, a little old, old bitty, bitty pissant country place. Love that song. Sneaking around with her and Dolly, with her and with Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds. That is a great song, great spot in the movie too. Um, man. Uh, the courtyard shag. Oh no! Watch. Oh gosh, the watchdog report. That is funny because it's. I mean, it's these you know background seniors and then, and then it's Dom DeLuise coming in the second part where because it's kind of two songs put together. You get the watchdog report and you got Texas, which is Dom De, Dom DeLuise part. Texas has a whorehouse in it. Lord have mercy on our soul. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, no, oh, excuse me, I didn't mean to. It's not up there. My bad. Um. Anyways, but then the courtyard shag, the Aggie song, the sidestep. Oh my gosh, the sidestep with Charles. Charles Durning plays the governor. Oh yeah. And he does all that <laughs> sides. You know. Yeah, fancy sidestep. And he does all these moves moving around. So and he just and constantly the reporters are asking, "What are you going to do about it?" He keeps avoiding the question. Avoiding the question. <laughs> being like a politician. That's right. And he got. Uh, Dolly's Hard Rock Hard Candy Christmas, which is a very good song towards the end of the movie. And then, of course, her original version of I Will Always Love You. Which before is Whitney, Whitney Houston, Houston, which is made it big. Yeah. Which is a good, I like Dolly's version. Right. So that was my number five. Number four. Well, you know, everybody's got to cut loose. Foot loose. Loose. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I can't remember which two of my, I mean, if I think back to the 80s, you know, I think back to when I had them, I mean, both came out in 84, that and, and Ghostbusters. When it comes down to it, I listened to Footloose more than I did Ghostbusters back then. And I mean, you know, I mean, this album here, oh my gosh, man. You got Footloose, Denise Williams doing Let's Hear It for the Boy, uh, Almost in Paradise with Mike Reno of Loverboy and Ann Wilson of Heart. What a great duet. Great, yes. awesome song that is. Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler. Oh, yeah, you know, I like who's, that who's one. Known, who's better known for her hit, Total Eclipse of the Song. You know, probably the one song I really don't care for is Dancing in the Sheets. I, it was, you know, wasn't that, you know, it was just one of those, I mean, I, but, you know, the thing was, I didn't, I didn't skip over it, though. Yeah. Um, and and I, then you got, next one, you'll get, you got uh, Kenny Loggins' I'm Free. Oh, yeah. Um, then you got, uh, Somebody's eyes. Carla Bona Bonaf with somebody's eyes. First time I ever heard Sammy Hagar was on this one. The girl gets around, you know. And then probably another song I probably didn't listen to very much, a lot of, but I would usually just let it play through. Is never by missing missing pictures. Okay. I mean, but it's again, it's one of those, it's one of those movie soundtracks that really, besides maybe. The only slow song on it is "Almost Paradise." Yes, and then the red nothing. All the other ones are pretty much 
either mid-tempo to up-tempo. Yes, it is. So anyways, that's my number four. What's your number four? My number four is, yes, I do admit I have a lot of Disney soundtracks on here. This is also another Disney movie, Mulan. And I actually, the one song that I really like, and I just barely realized not too long ago that it was sung by Donny Osmond, is I'll Make a Man Out of You. Yes, I do not pay attention to the credits of who sings what songs. Obviously. (laughs) So, but that one is the... I like the whole soundtrack, but that's my ultimate favorite. Oh, good. Here favorite. we go again. Here comes the helicopter's back. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Here they come. Here they come. Here they come. Wow. <laughs> There's one. We're counting here. Two. <laughs> three. Four. Five. Careful, you're peeking. All right, that's five. So are you? Yeah. You quit. You you got you got to quit leaning into it. Yes, I do. You just sit right there and talk. He'll pick you up. Yeah, I know. It's a microphone. Yes, I know it is. Well, no, you won't. Never mind. <laughs> we won't go there. No, we won't. Okay. Oh wow! Look at that. You can tell where they came over. Look at that. Oh yeah, because you can actually hear them. No, you can't hear. You can see them on the vibrations. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, well, anyways. All right. My number three. Before you get number three, I'm on the sidebar on this anyway. So this is going to make it longer because we're counting helicopters and all that crap. All right. The only reason why I even ended up liking this movie. I mean, seriously. I I mean, it was was a good story. I mean, I won't say it wasn't a good story. But the main reason why I ended up liking that movie was because of the fact that you had Eddie Murphy playing the dragon. Yes, you did. That's true. Eddie Murphy. Dude, I mean, I'm sorry, but he just, he, yeah. I mean, and this is bef- and isn't this before he did? Oh, yeah, that's w- way before Shrek. Yeah, this was actually done in 1998, and, and Shrek was done later. Okay, so what's, your, what's the next one? My number three is Dirty Dancing. <laughs> yes, you did I not? Wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, the stalking part is... I honestly thought you were going to say that was your number one. It was kind of. But you're number three, huh? Interesting. Yes, I can't yes. wait to see what your final two are. Yes. And, and by the way, just real quick before you finish up. Yeah, Shrek didn't come out until 2001. Okay. So, yeah. So there's definitely a few three, year. three year gap before. Yeah. From Mulan to that. Yeah, Dirty okay. Dancing. Why did I know? No, that was not. <laughs> why that was low on the list. Like I said, I'm shocked. I'm really shocked because I thought it would be number one. Yeah, I did too, but the, you'll be shocked at what is number one. Right. Anyway, I I like all the songs on there. There's not one in particular that I like. I Matter just fact, like I'm, the whole soundtrack. Well, yeah, well, yeah and, then, and then back to technically they came out with three right. albums for the soundtrack. Yeah, they did. Do you remember what the three albums were called? I know one of them was Dirty Dancing. Right. The next one was More Dirty Dancing. Right. And I don't remember what the third one was Dirty called. Dancing Live. Oh, okay. Which I actually did own it at one point because, you know, I was trying to become, I was gonna, thought I was going to be a DJ and, and do dances. So I ended up buying a bunch of stuff back then. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, like Dirty Dancing itself, I mean, I mean, besides all the older, older music from the, you know, what, what, 60s? 60s, yeah. 50s and 60s? Yeah. You know, 
um, "Hungry Eyes" by Eric uh, Eric Carmen. I love that song. And then the the I think the shocker for mo- at least people that I know knew back then was "She's Like the Wind" by Patrick Swayze. Oh, I like that. Yeah, no one knew that sucker that sucker could sing. I didn't. I did not know he could sing. Heck, I didn't even know he could even dance. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess everybody kind of find that found that out too. All right, so what's up next? Me number three? Oh yeah, my number three. <laughs> yeah, this one would definitely was shocking. Where this was at, the dirt. That is shocking because I thought that would be your number one. It would be number one if we were. It'd probably be number one in five years. Okay. But right now, it's still new. Okay. Newer. I mean, you know, I mean. Again, there's no song there I wouldn't listen to. I'm not gonna go over the whole song, you know. And I love all the new tracks. I love the you know, Dirt established nineteen eighty one with Machine Gun Kelly. I like now I'm gonna have to pull the disc out so I can look at it. I like the uh uh Ride with the Devil, Crash and Burn, and even their their <laughs> remake, their 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 cover of Madonna's Like a Virgin is like okay. But yeah, so that's my number three. Is dirt, but that's why it's not number one because it's still too new. Okay. I don't. I don't think it deserves. I mean, it's high up on my list. Uh huh. Honestly, I thought it was gonna be number five. Oh, okay. But I got thinking about it and I'm like, no, it's still Cruz. Got to be in my top top three. Oh yeah. And plus, it's kind of the first time Motley Crue has actually done a full soundtrack. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, they're on another soundtrack that actually didn't make my list, which is kind of funny. It didn't make my list, but. And we'll, we'll kind of go over a couple of few of the albums that didn't make our list and why, okay. you know, like how close were they actually making the list. But these, again, these are the ones that I would definitely listen to over and over and over and, and, and you know, pull them out any time of the a month. Anytime yeah. It, I don't have, you know, if I just need something to listen to, I might just throw, throw one on. Anyways, my number two, which probably should be number one, but it won't be. I have a different number one is Purple Rain. Prince. Oh, okay. Now, the main reason why I let it go at number two and not number one for me was I don't listen to the whole album. There is a couple songs I do skip. Actually, it's one song, and it's uh, Computer Blue. I'll listen to it here and there, but a lot of times when it plays, if I'm just not in the mood for it, I will skip it. Um, but you know, you obviously get lights go crazy. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to get to it, but I mean, I remember the first time I heard this album, it was, you know, obviously I heard your first song, which was the first single, let's go crazy. And then that's on side one, very first track. And then you got after let's go crazy, take me with you. Okay. Actually, okay. There's actually two, the beautiful ones and also computer blue. Those are the two I skip. I usually skip the most. Um, then, of course, there's one the reason why Chipper Gore fought for the PM, made the PMRC, the good old song of Darling Nikki. <laughs> then, side two starts with Wind Doves Cry, I Would Die for You, Baby I'm a Star, and then Purple Rain. And these last three, or at least the last or the two before, kind of go back and back. They're like live in concert type thing. Oh, okay. And I think, actually, I think Baby I'm a Star kicks into Purple Rain a little bit. Um, at the end of it, I'd have to listen to it. I've, it's been a while. It has been a while since I listened to it. Uh-huh. But again, it's still my number two. Okay. Okay. What 
What's your number two? My number two is Titanic. And there was actually two soundtracks for Titanic that was made, too. Yeah. And the reason why is because not only does it have the some very, very pretty instrumentals on it that I really enjoy... But it's supposed to be non instrumental. Ah, just joking. <laughs> hey, the it's not completely instrumental. It's pretty dang close. Not real close. <laughs> really? Instrumental, 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 instrumental. Oh, look, that one's not instrumental. That is instrumental. Actually, no, hymns it's uh, Hymns to the Sea, I thought they sung. I don't think they actually seen it in on the album, though. I think it's just the instrumental part. Oh, okay. The only song that I know it sings on here, but then I, have, I don't listen. I, the only song I ever listened to was, and that was just because at one point it was a song for me, for one of my marriages, but was My Heart Will Go On. And that is actually my favorite one. I think it's everybody's favorite song. Sorry, I just sucked in my nose again. I know yeah. it picks. I know it picks it up on the microphones because I heard it from last week, and I apologize for that. And I apologize again this week. What can you do? Allergy season. Oh yes, but yeah. All right. Well, that was your number two, huh? That was my number two. Yes. We got my number two done. It is time for number one. What is your number one soundtrack? This is a soundtrack you will. You could automatically say, um, listen to it right now. What is it? Grease 2. My number 10. Interesting. No, I'm just joking. Yep. <laughs> and that's because I do listen to the whole soundtrack. I don't really have a favorite song on there, but I listen to the whole soundtrack. Oh, well, heck. I mean, I mean I'll, just because it was my number 10. I mean, my favorite songs on this are Back to School Again, Cool Rider, Score Tonight. Uh, who's that guy prowling? Oh, speaking. Oh yeah. We got a sidebar on prowling. Um, reproduction and yeah, I mean, love can turn back. The hands of time is pretty good. Rock a hula is the, and then that we'll be together. Any, but yeah, I mean, for me, basketball, cool writer score tonight. Yeah. Girl for scene. Yeah. Girl for all season. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like I said, and I already gave my reason, like for do it for our country reason. But who's that guy? I love that's probably my favorite. Was used to be my favorite song. Now Prowl is my favorite song. But anyways, so you can listen to this one no matter what, all of it, huh? Oh yes, and it's one of the soundtracks I have very much wore out. Good thing we have it digitally now. Uh huh. <laughs> Actually, we have it digitally because I put it on my iTunes. <laughs> I had the CD. Um. All right, so sidebar on Prowling real quick. So in 2000, moved to, moved to Reno 2005 to 2007, there was this review or a, a show called Perfect 10, and it starred Adrian Smed, who is, plays Johnny in Grease 2. Yes, He's also he played, does. He also played in TJ Hooker. He also was in the movie with Tom Hanks, Bachelor Party. Anyways, about know, about halfway through the show, he 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 comes out. And he's wearing wearing black pants, black t shirt. And I'm like, what in the heck? And all of a sudden, you hear that. 
Well, come on and tell us, Johnny, what's the secret of success? And at the same time, he sings that part, and he's, he's doing it. He sees his arms out. One of the girls come out, puts the T-Bird jacket on him. And I was like, dude, that is messed up. Like, man. So that was pretty cool. Because One, it was, I mean, it wasn't my favorite song before. I liked the song, but it wasn't favorite. But then after getting to finally see it live, in a way, you know, it was cool. You know, it was cool. Well, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I can understand your number one. Now, I guess it's time for my number one. Yes, it is. And then we'll do our honorable mentions. Right. My number one, Eddie and the Cruisers. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> this, again, just like Grease 2, this one here, I literally recorded the whole movie on cassette tape. Sat there, and I now and there, I didn't even, I didn't even really remove the the uh, the commentary. I didn't remove none of the talking, you know, during the during the movie. I, I left it all on there. I mean, I could literally stick it in and have the whole movie. Nice. And but you know, that's because I won the songs, you know. And man, I mean, this is, I mean, there's probably one song I really could care less about it being on there, but. And it's just because he is one that is actually, actually, no, I'll take that back. None of these actually, no, I do like this whole album. And that's the reason why it's on here. That's why I think crew could, or the dirt could be number two, because I don't skip. I know there's no songs on there. I would skip, uh-huh. but, you know, on this one here, you got on the dark side, timber, tender years, run around suit, uh, the down on my knees, hanging up my rock and roll shoes was actually done technically like live from the college part where they did it in the movie, uh, wild summer nights, Boardwalk Angel, it's that one back in the day I did skip. I did skip Boardwalk Angel, Betty Lou's got a new pair of shoes, and these oldies but good gold goodies remind me of you. I did skip those back in the day. But nowadays I don't skip them anymore. I like I end up like I like love all these songs. And then of course you get the last one, which was where at the end of the movie where Eddie was going and get ready to go on. I don't want to spoil spoil it for you and I'm I apologize, but where he gets ready to it mentions this takes his you know make you think he takes his life ends his life is when they were doing the season in hell uh recording which is more of kind of a more you know like an up like like a almost like a hard rock versions type song not quite like motley crew and quiet riot but it's definitely harder harder than what john capri done on the rest of the album oh okay so Again, but yeah, my number one is Eddie and the Cruisers. I knew Straight it. Straight up. I knew it. I knew that would have to be your number one if it was not Motley Crue the Dirt. You just knew it, huh? Yes. Now, run back here on a couple ones that could have been honorably mentioned. I'm just going to name a few. And this kind of, I did struggle putting this on here. And I thought, well, I don't want, do I really want to put two of Prince on here? Uh, the Bat, Batman, the Batman soundtrack from 89. I, a lot of people don't like that album, but I do like that album. There are a few songs I will skip, but most of it I do like. I think it's some of best, some of Prince's best solo work. Well, yeah, he's definitely out there. Uh, he's definitely experimenting with a bunch of different stuff. Well, yeah, he is. You know, um, another one too that could have easily been on here, and it's another one done by one band, and that is the Flash Gordon soundtrack from 1980, done by Queen. Oh, yeah. You know, that one could have easily been on there. Um, 
as far as some other ones go, the movie Rockstar uh-huh. with uh, what was that guy's name? Wahlberg. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Marky Mark. <laughs> yes. Marky Mark. Uh, Mark Wahlberg in the movie Rockstar. That one almost made the list because it does actually have a Motley Crue song in it. It's got uh, Wild Side in it. But it's one of those ones where I do skip a few of the songs in it just because I don't like them. Um, and it's a lot of it. It's just some of the, you know, well, I mean, like, I... Yeah, there's a few of them I don't like. I don't listen to. Just be, there's actually a lot more than a few. But I mean, it does got Motley Crue, you got Kiss, you got Ted Nugent, um, you got NXS, Devil Inside, Blight, The Verb Pipe, the Rockstar version of Colorful. I don't really care for that song. Um, and then Everclear's Rockstar at the beginning. You really don't care for that one. But um, yeah, and then um, another one would be Coyote Ugly. Uh, the soundtrack for that movie is actually very good. Um, besides all the new Leanne Ryan songs, you do have the you know Don Henley, EMF, uh, Snap, In Excess, Charlie Daniels Band. Not sure about Rare Blend. So, I mean, pretty much up to here, you know, up through Song 9, I'd listen to the whole album, but, you know, 10, 11, 12, I don't recall ever really listening to. You know, just a few extra honorable mentions. And then the one last one from the early 80s or about mid 80s was Beverly Hills Cop and that's got you know I mean that one there you got like the Neutron Dance by Pointer Sisters Glenn Fry, The Heat Is On The Heat Is On um, Patti LaBelle, New Attitude Shalimar again I'm not really, I wasn't like a very big fan of Shalimar um, or Rock, Rocky Robbins but like I said you got the Pointer Sisters, Glenn Fry. Uh, Danny Elfman's Gratitude's not too bad. Stirred Up's pretty good. The Rock and Roll Me Again, I don't remember listening to that. And then, of course, you got Alex F. And then another one I could have had on there would have been uh, would have been Back to the Future again. There's a lot of songs on here I do not like. Uh, definitely, I'm not really a big fan of Time Bomb Town with Lindsey Buckingham. Um, and then there's, you know, like the wallflower dance with me here. I don't really, I mean, it was funny is I like that song now. Uh I like it in the movie. I like where it's at, but back then I just didn't listen to it. And I always skipped over all the orchestra stuff back then Uh stuff, because again, if I was going to, you know, I mean, I could have easily put star Wars in there. Yeah, I know you could, but I was like, man. I really want to do a separate one where we do talk about, you know, like straight up orchestral stuff. Okay. The funny part is, is pretty much about where we're at right now with Star Wars movies. It's pretty much going to be, what's my top 10 friggin' Star Wars uh, yeah, movie, movie soundtracks. soundtracks yes. Because as far as when it comes to the orchestral stuff, I mean, I'll have to give James Horner some credit because he got, because ti- Titanic's pretty good in the orchestral part. But most of my orchestral stuff does include John Williams. Yes, I know. I mean, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Close Encounters, Jaws. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, when it comes to instrumental, man, it, it's hard for me to go away from John Williams. Yeah. It really is. Well, and, you know, I mean, the first time I heard John Williams was Star Wars. Well, yeah. And then, you know, then the next one I heard from him was actually uh, um, was on uh Indiana Jones, 
then, then I finally, I finally saw Close Encounter. Then I finally saw E.T., which he, I think he does that one too. So, I mean, again, I could easily, you know, my, pretty much be my top 10 John Williams albums. Yeah. Or, you know, John Williams uh, orchestrations. So, you got any honorable mentions? I do. One of them that was very close to making the list was uh, Flashdance. I do like the that one. Mm-hmm. I do like all the songs on that one. I don't have any one particular favorite. And the other one was Top Gun. My uh, favorite song off of Top Gun is Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. Um, I also... You know, honestly, that one there, I mean, I can, I can tell you right now, <laughs> I don't, I mean, Danger Zone is a good song. Mighty Weans, I'd have to re-listen to. Um, but most, besides Take My Breath Away, uh, really... I can and then the Top Gun anthem at the end. By actually, it was kind of funny because it's actually by the same guy that did the Alex F. Uh, Harold uh, Faltermeyer. But this, the Top Gun anthem, also was done by uh, Billy Idol's guitarist Steve Stevens. Oh, okay. but those are like the ones I listen. Those are the songs I listen to the most off of that. It's Danger Zone, um, Take My Breath Away, and then Top Gun anthem. So I mean, yeah, that's that. That you can come close to my even honorable mention. Yeah, but yeah. Anyways, and uh, Cocktail, I do like Cocktail. My most favorite song is one that you really don't like, and Which, that's uh, Kokomo by the Beach Boys. You know, I can deal with Kokomo more than I can deal with. Don't worry, be, be happy, happy. <laughs> be happy now. Ooh, 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 ooh. <sighs> You know, the funny part is that song is actually, it's a good song. Uh-huh. It's a very good song. But living in small town, Battle Mountain, Nevada, every dance in 1988-89 was straight up, Kokomo, don't worry, be happy. happy. Kokomo, don't, don't worry, worry, be, be happy. happy. I mean, dude, I try to get people to play the Hippie Hippie Shake by... The Georgia Satellite Set is a great song. Ray it Vaughan, is. It the is. The song Ray Vaughn by John Cougar Mellencamp. Um, you know, Tutti Free by Little Richard. No, no. And, you know, but oh, no, we had to play Don't Worry, Be Happy, and Kokomo. Yeah. And then there's only two others that are that made the honorable I mean, win. my favorite version of Kokomo is done on the Bob and Tom show. <laughs> if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, search, hit YouTube or somewhere and look for Camel Toe. I ain't saying no more. That's as far as I'm going with it. She's giggling already. She's hurt a few hundred times. Oh yeah. All right. What's your what's your what's another one? It was a little Disney's The Little Mermaid was one of them that I really liked as a as a soundtrack. Yeah. It's again, got some good songs. Yeah. Again, it all of it's my favorite. I don't have really. Uh, Most of yours is gonna be off of uh, Disney, huh? Yes. And the other one, well, there's actually two more. One of them is Bodyguard with, uh, it's called The Bodyguard with Whitney Houston. And then the other one is uh, Runaway Bride with um, Julia Roberts and I believe it's Richard Gere. Yeah, it is. And I like that one too. There's, there's, the whole soundtrack's funny. And I listened to the whole soundtrack, and those were the just the just a few of the honorable mentions. There could be more. Oh, I mean, 
I mean, there, there's a lot more. I mean, yeah. I mean I'm just l- looking here right now. I mean, the funny part is we got our iTunes up while we're looking. I mean, you got the awesome power of Spike Shaggy oh, yeah. soundtrack. You've got, uh, well, there's your yeah. another day. day. You know, you got, you know, and I mean, we just start talking Bond and you got, you got uh, A View to a Kills by one of my favorite soundtracks, For Your Eyes Only. Um, I like that song. I'm not sure about the whole soundtrack, but you got the Walk the Line soundtrack. You oh, got yeah. Freaky Friday with uh, Jamie Curtis and Lindsay Lohan soundtrack. Um, H- Hannah Montana is another yeah, good that's one, too. Yeah, a pretty decent soundtrack to it, too. Um, then you've got, you know, I'm trying to look, look here. Look here, American Pie, the oh, first yeah. one. The first soundtrack to that, Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, Dance with Me. I right, like Dance City with Me City of Angels. Too. Um, yeah, I mean, and then uh, again, another awesome powers, International Man of Mystery. Don't we don't have a gold member, but you know, My Best Friend's Wedding, oh, yeah. Armageddon. Yeah, Men in you Black. Know, Men in Black. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, Men in Black Two. Uh, I like Space Jam. I would not say Barbed Wire. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably one of the few one soundtracks that I just like. Why well, did I even buy that? Oh, okay. But I mean, like the Crow, City of Angels. The, that's the, the second the second Crow movie. You know, hey, that has got some. You know, you got good. Pretty much is a lot of it. A lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of covers on here. Like Gold Dust Woman by Hole. That's a Fleetwood Mac song. White Zombie doing I'm Your Boogeyman, which is Casey and the Sunshine Band. You know, that's got some really good songs on it. I'd have to listen to it again to see what else I liked off of it. But um, then Dangerous Minds. Oh yeah, you, know, you get that song by Coolio. Eight seconds. Oh yeah. You know, so I mean, there there's definitely a lot that you know, Days and Confused. I mean, good lord, that's got some really good ones on there. Um, the Lost Boys soundtrack, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Less Than Zero soundtrack. Yeah. So I mean, they're you know, Labyrinth. Oh yeah, I like Labyrinth. You know, um, Popeye uh-huh. with Rob Williams. Yeah. You know, Saturday Night Fever, Snow White. You know. Just to name, this is just a few more, but I mean, there there's a lot of soundtracks we could have easily, you could actually easily have on here. Plus, like, like I said, you know, you got A New Hope, you know, Star Wars Episode Four, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, um, Rogue One, uh, Solo, <laughs> um, uh, Episode uh, Force Awakens, The Last Jedi. And whatever, and probably I can almost throw episode nine on there just because it's the last one that John Williams is ever going to do for Star Wars. Star Wars. Yep. So I mean, yeah, yeah. There's a lot more we could definitely add, and we really, and the good part is we really got this to bump up longer than what I thought we would. So that's pretty cool. Um, but we had like a few intermittent intermittent breaks with uh, flyovers. Yes, we did. But anyways, let's get out of here. In closing, we would like to thank you all for downloading this episode. If you are a new listener and haven't subscribed, please click the subscribe button. If you subscribe, you will be notified when a new episode becomes available. Another way to help our podcast is by giving us a five-star review. It will help new listeners find this show when they are looking for a new podcast to listen to. Also, you, our listeners, can share this show on your own social media accounts to help spread the word about this podcast. Thanks again to all our current and longtime listeners. Son of a gun. Okay. Hey, big loving. Just so you know, next week is the, first of all, real quick, I forgot to do this. So we're going to break this in real quick. Next week 
is the year anniversary show. Next Friday, April 19th, is the year anniversary show. Big loving. We did see the uh, uh, review you gave us on iTunes. I will read it next week. I totally forgot about it this week. I am so sorry about that. We saw it at, what, last week? Yeah, we after did. We, after we recorded last week's show, we saw it. Meant to add it to this show. Forgot to. But we will get that read next week, I promise. I do apologize for not getting that, but I did see it. So, again, like she said, five-star reviews on iTunes. Also, on our Facebook page. Also, no, you can't get five-star reviews on Instagram. Anyways, so get, put those reviews in. We will add them. I will start getting them added to the show. I keep forgetting. I look, and then I stop looking. And then I look, and then I stop looking. So, again, Big Lovin', we'll give you that shout-out and that read next week. Again, thanks for that five-star review, bud. All right, anyways, using views can be found on the following social media pl- medium platforms. Oh, my gosh. Twitter at Used Abused Pod. Facebook at Used Abused Pod. Tumblr, Used Abused Pod. Instagram, Used and Abused Pod. And is spelled out A-N-D. Used and Abused. What's this for? Pod at gmail.com. Again, and is spelled out A-N-D. And that is our email address. On YouTube, Used Abused used and abused pod you can search that out and you can either spell out a and d or you can go shift number four no seven (laughs) shift seven and get the get the cheat and symbol you can do that on youtube you can't do it on the on they wouldn't let me do that when i set up the email or instagram which i think is stupid anyways as always all social media links Social media links will be included in the description of each and every episode. So you can always check those links, your click on those links as well. We can be found on the following podcast apps and directories. Anchor. iTunes. Apple Podcasts. Google Play Music. Google Podcasts. Pocket Casts. Overcast. Breaker. CastBox. Radio Public. Spotify. And TuneIn. Please rate and review Use and Abuse a Music Podcast. Until next episode, have a great weekend. A great work week. Be kind to everyone. And and keep keep the music playing. playing.